Hi, and welcome to show number 19 of the El Capito Travel Talks, a podcast where people share travel stories and adventures. My name is Tony Lloyd, and I'm your host. I'd like to thank all the people who have been following us so far, and the new people, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe. Also take a look at our Facebook page to see the written stories. And if you'd like to submit a story for our Facebook page or for a future podcast, please send us an email at elcapsitotraveltalks at gmail.com. All other questions or comments can be also sent to that same email. That's elcapsitotraveltalks at gmail.com. If you'd like to help and support the podcast, please take a look at our podcast notes to see how you can make a contribution. All donation will be greatly appreciated. Today's show was previously recorded here at the Hostel El Capacito, where I sit down and talk to a solo female traveler about her journey, why she chooses to travel alone versus in a group, and the way she makes new acquaintances along the way. So please get yourself a cup of coffee or a tea and enjoy today's show. Hello, my name is Ophel. I'm from Israel. What do you see? Good. How long have you been traveling? At the moment, 11 months. What were you doing before you were traveling? Or? I was basically working mainly with animals okay. and for the last year in an outdoor shop as well, hiking shop. So what inspired you to travel? Because I'm from Israel. Okay. Uh, usually people that finish the military service go traveling either okay. to the east or South America. It's very popular. I had this attraction to South America because of the culture and the nature and it's something that since you are young you know you're gonna do you finish your army service and you go travel before you start your life. Well one of the things that I think is interesting is that usually when we see Israeli travelers we see them in groups and there's usually sometimes up to 10 or even 12 traveling together as a group. Uh, here you are as a single female traveling. Let's start off with why did you decide to do solo and not with a group? Because I think you can get way more out of this, out of this travel. You can, you can change your own life and you can change other people's lives. And if you travel with a group or with somebody, you are a little bit more in the same world that you left behind you before you went to travel. So you're like the bubble, you just travel. Yeah, you will also like you always have you always have this something that you already brought with you to your travel. And when we are actually being solo, you are just like out there, ready to get influenced and influence other people. At home, what was people saying to you about doing this by yourself? First of all, there was my mom, of course. She okay. was worried. She said, oh, I, want, I don't know who you can hang out with. Um, it can be dangerous. You don't know. You're alone. And it's... Uh, it's not such modern countries as Europe and stuff like this. The other people were super excited for me and said, yeah, cool. The concerns that most people say is like, you're alone, you don't know the language, you don't know how they're going to react for a stranger walking around the streets. How, can, how will you deal with problems if you have problems that are, and you're alone, you don't have somebody you know to count on like this. Okay, and what were some of the feelings personally that you had? Excitement, mm-hmm. or doubt, concern about being lonely or not, but like emotional package. Emotional package, uh, I don't know, you're leaving your life behind. Okay. For me personally, for me, mm-hmm. it was also my animals, my dog, my horse, because I am very connected with them, so 
it was a little bit like how I'm gonna deal with not seeing them every day all the time stuff like this also relationships and stuff like this so you like you take what you can your feelings and memories and just like put it in a little bag get ready for your travel because you know that you're gonna be a different person when you come back so like this little bag that you have inside your big backpack of like emotion let's say mm -hmm. It's maybe you will not need them anymore when you come back. Feelings that you will not feel anymore towards specific stuff or specific people. Do you remember your first 24 hours? What were your first impressions? Do you remember that? So my first 24 hours in Buenos Aires, I actually got, got to the hostel that I stayed there at about 9.30 at night. So I was very tired after like a flight of 10 hours from Florida. Mm -hmm. And I picked that hostel like two weeks before and I was like, okay, everything will be okay, it looks great. I got to the hostel and let's say that the photos were not real. So that hostel, I actually got there for the first like 15 minutes. He, I talked with like the person personally on also WhatsApp before that. He had no idea who I am. He was like, do you have a reservation? Do you not have a reservation? And I'm like really tired, I only want to sleep. Basically in the end, he remembered who I am. And then he said like, oh, we are full, we don't have space for you. I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do now? Basically, he found a room with no windows at all. Like it was closed. Like if A closed could, box. Yeah, it was basically a box. And like he said, yeah, I don't use this room too much. And I'm like, in my head saying, yeah, I know why you don't use this room too much. So basically go in the room, there is no windows. Like the ceiling is black out of mold and I'm like, oh. okay, I think I'm going to leave this place tomorrow morning. Anyway, I stayed there the night and it was like, I could not breathe inside because I closed the door and closed the light. So you had nothing. So my phone was on like for a little bit of light and uh, it was not super nice to get there for like first time in South America. You have no idea the language, you have no idea where you are and you get to a room which has nobody in, in, in it like nobody mm -hmm. just you and a closed room and that's it but not a good way to start <laughs> no but the next morning i decided just to leave and i went to another place which was great and just like my uh, recommendation that if you don't like somewhere and you get to and you're like you're alone and it's late or you're tired and the place is not good just like remember it's just a bed to sleep and you can go away the next morning to a better place how did you find that hostel there is a facebook group for israeli traveling in south america okay. i didn't use that group too much because it's a different story about like that the stereotype israeli that everybody hears of traveling in groups going mm -hmm. to israeli hostel eating israeli restaurant and stuff like this so it was a recommended recommended hostel over there which it's not recommended anymore. Okay, okay. So the recommendations actually do use Hostel World and TripAdvisor and stuff like this uh, to compare also the recommendations and uh, what people say. Especially very important is social hostels, not party hostels, okay. because it's something different. Like social hostels that people say there is a place to sit with people and uh, there is a good vibe about it. And yeah, like check if you are already have friends who've been in certain uh, places that you're going to visit. Ask them. Okay. Like ask ask people. Don't be don't be shy. You know, like if you see a, another person with a backpack in the airport in the terminal of buses, 
like, hey, where are you going? Stuff like this. Don't just don't don't be shy. Being shy makes you like a little bit disconnected. And closed off to options. Yep. Okay. You get to the new hostel, explain a little bit about how and from there. Then actually like also the on the receptionist already they like asked me what are you doing here so early because I really left the second I could. And I asked them what happened and like totally different. Like they gave me water and like said, okay, we don't have a bed for you right now, but you can sit here and eat breakfast and it's like just really depends on where you are going and the people that you are with. It's completely different uh, experience. Okay. Let's go back to the part about being the single female traveler and all these people were worried about who are you going to talk to, who do you, how do you, how do you talk to somebody? Some people who's, who are listening to us, that might sound like a stupid question, but for other people, they're just like, okay, I get there, how am I going to actually, I'm going to be by myself, you know? There was uh, an event, Toya, uh, that actually, every time I think about it, I think, okay, this thing really, really affected me. And this event is a positive event, yeah? Okay. It's basically after I was in Buenos Aires and I was a little bit alone and lonely, I went to Ushuaia and I got to a hostel and I was again really shy and worried and like, oh, I don't know what to do. There was a group of people from Brazil in my group, three girls and one guy. And the girls, just one of them, I was sitting on my bed and one of them basically just went and said, hi, hello, I'm Juliana, mm -hmm. uh, nice to meet you, just started talking with me. After 15 minutes, they invited me to go to eat dinner with them. And we ate dinner and after one hour, they already invited me when I go to Brazil to visit their house. Come and visit them. And then I said, how nice is that? There was a person in this room that was not shy and took the courage to just approach me. And, I and they left the next day and I decided I'm going to do the same for every person that comes in the room. Even if it's really difficult, even if you feel like anxiety in your chest, like oh, what if they don't want to talk with me or something like this, I'm going to do it anyway. And I did it and the moment that I did it, I met one of the best people I met in my travels. And I was traveling with her for more than a month. I, every time I go to a place, I try to do that just to say hello, my name is Oka. What's your name? And that's how you get to meet people and that's how I got to meet great people on my travel. And I do it every place I, I go. Okay. okay, so let's talk a little bit right now about hostels and staying in hostels. What would you say to people when they say, oh, uh, you don't have privacy, you don't have bath your own bathroom, like what are some of the, the reasons why you decide to choose hostels as an option? Yeah, I decided to choose hostels because it is a very, like there's people that are with the same mind as me, as I said, about the privacy uh, thing, because I've spent most, most of my time in hostels. So I didn't get that a question too, too much. But for the people who wonder themselves mm -hmm. about to start a travel, just like jump into deep water. You just go and do it. And it's like after one night, two nights, you just get used to it. And it's even better because by the, by the time that I did get my own private room and private bathroom, I felt more lonely. And sometimes it's nice, you know, to have fun. Uh, before you go out somewhere, you have a line in the showers with your friends. You make a competition who is gonna finish first or stuff like this. It's fun. It's part of the experience, and this is not something that should bother you before you go travel. 
it just gets used to it and it's 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 fun like sleeping with other people in the room it's like a sleepover that never ends and that's how you get to meet wonderful people that even when you are you're sick they will take care of you because you're in their dorm and you're the friend now you're the roommate mm -hmm. so they're gonna take care of you and ask if everything is okay and they, you, you get like yeah you get friends for this the time that you spend there that will take care of you. The people are in the same mindset as you, most of them. They are there for, um, to meet other people, to know other cultures, even, you know, not even like the culture that you are in the country at, but also like people from other countries that have different cultures. A very important uh, part. Yeah, and it's very interesting to meet people from all, all over the world, get to meet amazing friend as and being a solo traveler you are just there and you're like waiting for for information you know because if you're with a friend from home like i said before you have your little piece of home so you talk about home and you talk about you know uh, nostalgia and stuff like this from home but when you're alone you're just like like there to get get to know more people get to know more stuff about life about the world and yeah, I think it's different between traveling with a person, especially traveling in a big group because I met like also groups while I was traveling and yeah, some of them are amazing and they just want to meet you but some of them it's not because they are mean or something but they have their own clique already mm -hmm. and they are traveling together and they know each other for a long time so they talk about stuff that relates to them even if they don't notice it, even okay. if they mm -hmm. don't notice that they're being solo traveler, meeting other people who are solo travelers, it, it, it's just different. It's like you don't know the person, he don't know you, just get to know each other like this, and it can be it can be a click, a crazy click that you like can talk with each other for hours, and something to be like you know the normal backpackers conversation. How are you traveling? Where are you from? But something can be an amazing click, and I I had it almost everywhere that I just like met people that. I want to spend tons of time with and okay. that's super nice. Were there any moments where you're like, okay, I'm not feeling so good today, I'm and I want to go home, I'm sad, I'm feeling homesick, and how did you get over that? So it happens, yeah, it happens, especially after like uh, like bad experiences that happened during the travel that for sure it's gonna happen for everybody. Just know that it's gonna happen and it's gonna pass. So you don't need to get scared of it. And yeah, it's like sometimes just like me specific stuff from home, and you want and you say like, why, why am I here? Like, why, why am I doing? But you need to remember the good parts that you had by travel and the good people that you had by the travel. And also, being in a hostel with friendly people can help because just talk with them. And if you have like this person that you already clicked with, you can talk and like say, like share like. And then, then they can help. And sometimes you just need to do stupid things like go and buy yourself a kilo of ice cream and eat it. Okay. Sometimes it's just this, and sometimes it's just like sleeping all day and waking the next morning and feel more positive. Each person has their own way of dealing with it. Sometimes it's calling to your parents and talk with them and share this feelings. And but it it happens for everybody, and just like you need to know that gonna pass and just stay positive and know to you know it and know that it's okay to feel like this not to get scared of it because if you get scared from your own feelings doesn't matter if you're traveling or not traveling you get panicked and they're like that's not good you just need to to accept that you feel like this at the moment and know it's gonna pass 
because tomorrow is going to be a different day. It's going to be. A I want to talk a little bit about how do you get around? How did you? Okay, you got off the plane, you got to your first hostel. So, what are some of the ways that you find yourself when you get into a new city to find a hostel? What are some of the ways you find out which bus will take you from point A to point B? Um, what are your tricks of the trade? Okay, so actually the tricks differ uh, between countries. Okay. Uh, in Argentina, I used a lot for like example to get from one town to one town, one city. I used a lot bus bus and stuff like this. Okay. So apps like Chrome to Rio or mm-hmm. stuff like this. For hostels, hostel work, TripAdvisor, okay. and also books, also okay. books, and of course people. People can give you actually the best accommodation. Because you know that people just go and walk around the street and suddenly they find like something that it's not written anywhere. So because it's new, because it's hidden, or I don't know. And um, so the other people in the hostel that you're yeah. staying with, so yeah. sort of like okay, you were there yesterday. How was it? Exactly. Also, to, like I ask people like, hey, where are you going next? And they say this and that. And like, can I join? Yeah, sure. Just go. And uh, stuff like this, or they ask to join, or information like this. Like usually, if I get to hang out with local people as well, like ask them, where are you going, what it's do, what it's not. Sometimes it's really nice to find the less touristic spots around town. And also information from internet, you know, you just Google something specific and a city or a town, something you want to do and you find it. Okay, we have these people who are listening to us that are still in doubt. What are your advice what, for like a traveler that is thinking, should I do this, can I do this? What is your advice for a mother or a father that's saying, I don't want, I'm not sure if I should send my single female daughter traveling in South America by herself. Let's go with the mother and father first. Mother and father. So, hello mother and father. Basically, your daughters are uh, capable of much, much more what they think they can and much maybe you because you always see them with you around the house or traveling short vacation and not like going away somewhere for a few weeks, few months. And uh, a person grows a lot like this. You become way stronger because you just manage your own problems. Everybody can do that. And if you just listen to basic uh, safety rules that you will just use the same as everywhere, there's no problem. Make everything a little bit over the top because it's cooler to hear it. But bad things that really happen, they happen all around the, the world and can happen outside your house as well. So it's not it's not different between traveling close to home or... That female that's... You can do it, for sure. Again, everybody can do it. Just listen to your gut. If you feel something is wrong, just think about it twice. But also, if you have the doubt that how can I manage so long away from the house of what I know, you can always go back. And the moment you think it's enough, you can go back home. Nobody holds like captive uh, somewhere that you cannot go home because you want, you want to go home. Again, if you have the bad day, just wait a day, think about it, eat your ice cream, have fun with your friends, go to the to the pub with your friends, drink a beer, go to nature, change location. Some, sometimes just changing location can make a huge difference. Just to know that if, you, if, if something feels wrong, you can change it. Everything is changeable. You have the power, I really think that Everybody should do this kind of trip in their life.
it will change your perspective about your own life, about the world, about everything. It's not as scary as it seems at the beginning. After 11 months, I'm already like, okay, where are you going to go tomorrow? I don't know. I don't care. It becomes part of you, the struggling. And I like to say, like, if you miss home, just know that home is where your backpack is. Some of the highlights so far in your 11 months, what would you say? Seeing the sunrise at Torres del Paine in Chile, Okay. for example. New Year's in Valparaíso, the whole thing about Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> it's like it's like specific stuff of points and people that you meet or through your travel. You just remember you you remember those points of you like saying, Yeah, that's like that's why I'm here. So it's at specific places. It's like even stupid stuff. It's like partying or swaya in the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Like stuff that makes you feel more alive. Well, thanks a lot, Ophir, and it was a pleasure talking with you today. I really like that part about, you know, home is where your backpack is. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Ophir's information can be found in the podcast notes. I'd like to encourage all the people who have not done so so far to subscribe to our show so you get all the updates as soon as they come in. Take a look at our Facebook page for the written stories. And if you're someone who would like to submit a story, either for the Facebook page or for a future podcast, please send us an email at elcapsitotravelotalks at gmail.com. Also, at that same email for any questions or comments that you might have, elcapsitotravelotalks at gmail.com. For the people who would like to help support the show, please take a look at our podcast notes, find out how to do so. All contribution will be greatly appreciated. As always, I look forward to meeting you here at El Cafecito in Cuenca when things get back to normal. All the best and please stay safe.